going on, everyone? Welcome to a Wednesday edition of BYP Back Your Play with Q. Rich Quinone is here as we are now into the NFL offseason. So not too much as far as uh, futures with odds and win totals and whatnot. We'll get into that in April around the draft. But our good friend Lloyd Vance, host of Lloyd Vance's Insider Football 1029, the game. Put a broad street south on X at Lloyd Vance in a very solid and wonderful contributor to BYP and on Q kind enough to join us for a couple moments. And I guess this is now, you know, Tuesday, yesterday, we talked about getting to that four o'clock window, right? Free agency. Now, what are we going to do? We're going to tag players. We're not going to tag them. We're going to let them walk. And um, we'll start with the NFC East in a moment, but always good to catch up. And um, have you now recovered from a long season Super Bowl? Now the off season. Yeah, you know, as we always say, there is no off season anymore with the NFL. But uh, you know, taking a little time myself, but uh, definitely started doing my studying cue because, as you said, uh, the franchise tagging period started yesterday, February twentieth, and then it's going to last to March fifth. And and you know, I started doing some deep research for my show in, in terms of free agents out there, and we have the combine coming up, so there's always something to talk about around the NFL. Yeah, so it looks as though. Uh, the Giants, there's reports that the Giants intending to not place the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. Um, now the talk is, okay, should they keep them? Should they not keep them? And we know about the life expectancy of running backs. I mean, we obviously saw last year when they tagged them. Players don't want to get tagged. He'll get annoyed if he gets tagged again. If he hits the market, it's almost a situation, well, you're not going to get anything for him, there's 31 other teams that will line up for Saquon. And if you've listened to me talk about it over the last several years, I'm a huge Saquon Barkley fan. I, I think he's a phenomenal player. However, there's always that but, that caveat of you have to be on the field. And he's endured so many injuries. Even last year got banged up after he had an outstanding season two years ago, him and Jones led them into the playoffs and they got the big one on the road against Minnesota. But I'm of the belief that when we talked about Saquon during the season trade deadline, right around October, that was when they should have moved him. either fish or cut bait. Either you're going to go all in, you're going to give them a three-year uh, contract extension um, or you're not like tagging him. I just don't see the purpose of doing that again. And if you let him walk, you risk the fact that you're getting nothing for him now the numbers don't lie lloyd offensively when he's out on the field he makes daniel jones a much better quarterback so whether it's going to be jones whether it's going to be devito whether it's going to be a veteran backup whether it's going to be another young quarterback uh, they need him on the field but with all that being said they're not ready to contend for a super bowl or a championship and i just think it was just a draft pick at the moment gentlemen hand of god here we go and now you're kind of ruining the day that you drafted him top five several years back because we know the running back position, it's a dime a dozen, man. So what do you think the Giants are going to do? And what do you think they should do with Saquon Barkley? Yeah, it was interesting because uh, for my show, we, we kind of looked at the NFC East to start talking about, you know, all the rosters and looking mm -hmm. at this all season. And, and I printed out each team's roster and, and, you're going to want a key position running back. A, a lot of these teams, not just the NFC East, are they're letting their running backs kind of let their contracts expire and and, and look at what's out there in the market. And, and Saquon, as you said, uh, years past, he would be high on the draft, free agent draft list. But um, 
I, I just think the league's kind of devaluing the position. They don't want to pay these guys $12 million plus a season. Uh, we're even seeing, you know, Christian McCaffrey, who's the highest paid back in the league. He was very beat up at the end of the Super Bowl. You could see after all those hits, you know, he had a lot of touches, close to 30, um, catching the ball and running the football. And let's not forget about blitz pickup. There's just so much involved with that position. So when I look at the Giants roster, uh, Saquon and Matt Breida are both free agents. And, and I see a lot of these teams um, going into the draft and, and saying, you know what, we can get a younger back out there, whether it's an undrafted free agent or get a kid day two that can come in there and carry the mail as long as their offensive line is in order. So, you know, yeah, I, I don't think the Giants bring back Saquon Barkley and he, he'll have his opportunities out there because um, it's going to be interesting to see which of these free agent backs get signed. There's just so many of them. Yeah, I mean, so again, do you, uh, I guess you're almost stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like if you look at the notable free agent running backs, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Zach Moss, Gus Edwards, A.J. Dillon. You know, it looks like the Bengals, Cincinnati's going to cut Joe Mixon. You got Saquon Barkley, you got Pollard. Um, there's going to be an influx. There's going to be a substantial amount of movement. But again, I still go back to if they were going to trade him, they should have traded him. Um, do him, you know, as a, see, I think if you hold a player like Saquon Barkley in high regard and high esteem, then you want to do right by him at this point. And we understand the NFL is a business, but I just think tagging him again is going to make him extremely unhappy right because now all of a sudden i don't have okay i'm doing broadcast for certain networks and they're like hey we're tagging you you can only for for one year you're working with this network well i don't have the availability i don't have the option of going out there and seeing what my quote worth is so players don't like that i understand that especially when it comes to the running back position because it is feast or famine the life expectancy of a running back you know years ago was five years now it's two to three years if anything long-term deal is two to three. So if the Giants were going to do it, they would have done it already. And I just, you know, I know a lot of people have their thoughts on Saquon and people think I don't like him. I think he's a great kid. I think he's a great player, but I also understand the business side of the NFL. And I also understand where this offense is. And I understand where the Giants are at. They are not a contending team. They still got to worry about what they're going to do with their $160 million quarterback. If he's going to come back healthier, if they draft a quarterback. So do you believe when it's all said and done, they just allow him to walk and sign on to another team? And if that's the case, I mean, can you imagine him going to Washington or Dallas or the Philadelphia Eagles? You know, the Texans seems to be a, a, a franchise that, you know, you put him with that offense and sees a Stroud. Hey, wonderful. Great player. But right now, not the best fit for the Giants because of the money they've got tied in in other places. Yeah, and, and, you know, when you look at trade value and everything, uh, I uh, lots of these backs were available, and, and teams just were not, not pulling the trigger. They did not want to spend the draft capital on them because, you know, the days of seeing that, I, I know it's going way back in the day, that Herschel Walker boatload trade for a running back, you're just not going to see it. And Dalvin Cook, you saw that. It, there was no bidding war that it was anticipated for yep. him. Like he thought, you know, he did sign with the Jets, and it was a bad fit. And then he, he ends up with the Ravens at the end of the season. But just the impact of that, that position is just not what it is. And, and I think Saquon's going to get that opportunity. The crazy thing is I did hear the Dallas Cowboys do like him a lot. Tony Pollard is also a free agent for them. He kind of stepped forward last year with Ezekiel Elliott um, leaving the team. But 
you know, it's just going to be interesting to see where these guys kind of slot. It's almost going to be like that annual quarterback carousel that we talk about, you know, but now it's going to be the running backs. Cause as you said, Austin and Eckler, Derek Henry, where's he going to go? He may be the first guy. And let's not forget Josh Jacobs. He was a, a rushing champion just a couple of years ago. And, and now he's on a free agent market. So uh, there's going to be some movement, but I don't think it's going to, they're going to get contracts more than $10 million a season. Yeah. And think about this. Everyone was clamoring myself included Dalvin cook, Dalvin cook, Dalvin cook bounced from Minnesota to the jets to Baltimore. <laughs> And everyone's saying, you got to sign him. You got to pay him. You got to pay him. Uh, you mentioned some of these quarterbacks that are out there. You got a backup still in a young guy in Zach Wilson. It seems as though Baker's going to re-sign with Tampa Bay. And then you got the elephant in the room, Russell Wilson. Like now there's some uh, speculation that maybe Russell Wilson actually heads back uh, to the Denver Broncos. I mean, there's absolutely no no scenario where I envision – where I can see Russell Wilson backing up Aaron Rodgers with the New York Jets. I think it's absolutely, I don't know who the hell said it. I think it's absolutely ludicrous. I think it might've been Tannenbaum who also suggested that the Giants should trade uh, Daniel Jones to Cleveland for Deshaun Watson. I mean, what what are we doing here? What are we talking about? But anyway, um, Russell Wilson, you know, Zach Wilson, um, let's start with those two. I mean, can do you believe Wilson, if anything, could be a serviceable option as a backup in this league? Zach Wilson, that is. Well, Zach Wilson is going to be interesting too, but we, we always see the, these young former high draft pick bonus babies. They're getting, they get at least one more opportunity around the league. We saw a guy like Paxton Lynch bounce around and, and he really couldn't play. And, and, you know, somebody's always going to be enamored with Zach Wilson's uh, take hit the, hit the pre-draft process, you know, a guy with that big arm. Uh, you almost got to throw out what happened with New York. A lot of people are going to say, okay, uh, Maybe it was a coaching bad situation. He just was not a good fit there. But I think he will get an opportunity out there. Um, Russell Wilson, that is an interesting name. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to be back with Denver Broncos. They're they're going to have to take that huge cap hit. You know, it, it, it may be a $40 million hit this season. I think they can spread it over the next couple of years or so. But it's going to be a very high number. And and, and you saw him and Sean Payton, that, that relationship is is broken. Uh, and one quarterback that you did name, and it's going to be interesting to see if he gets in the mix, is Kirk Cousins yep. with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he yeah. has expressed that he wants to come back there, but he has the Achilles injury, and we'll see if he's going to go back. And, you know, the teams, we know they're in play. The Atlanta Falcons, Pittsburgh Steelers, they need quarterbacks, you know, maybe even Washington Commanders. So do they go the free agency route with an older guy, a bridge guy, or do they go after one of these young quarterbacks in draft? Yeah, well, um, former Cincinnati uh, wideout uh, Chad Johnson speaking on Nightcap says that Russell Wilson is going to be joined in Pittsburgh. You know, a little quote Birdie told him the Steelers are the favorites to land Wilson minus 250 odds to some, according to DraftKings. So that kind of tells you exactly where Pittsburgh is. I mean, they made the mistake bringing in the vet Trubisky. Obviously, it looks like they don't have any confidence in uh, Pickett as well. Um, I thought maybe Russell Wilson would have been a good fit in Washington, you know, your bridge veteran quarterback. I don't see Washington going back to the Kirk Cousins boat. And then you got Baker Mayfield. He's earned the right to continue playing with Tampa Bay and cash in as well. And, and Todd Bowles definitely wants to have Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield back. And, and their fates are tied together. They both came in with question marks this season. Yes, I know it wasn't a, a huge record in terms of winning that division, but they did. And, and they performed well in the playoffs. 
you know, I was talking on my show and Kevin, who's my co-host, he was like, kick the Eagles, but <laughs> and, and and Baker did a good job in that game, you know, and, and played well and played above expectations. So I expect that he'll go back there. Obviously, we know it's his fourth team. He probably wants to stick there. He's kind of bound at home. Now, the interesting thing is the, the Bucks, though, they have a couple key free agents on the defensive side in Antoine Winfield Jr., Levante David. And let's not forget they have not resigned. And Mike Evans, their yep. receiver, and I think he's going to get some opportunities too. Yeah, I mean, he's getting up there in age, but still, he's a very reliable wide receiver. And you stick him on a team with a young quarterback, I mean, that's a young quarterback's best weapon, a veteran wide receiver. Uh, I know Kansas City's got to take care of their secondary. I mean, look, at the end of the day, they're going to have to pay. I mean, Chris Jones basically stands out. Chris Jones had a game-wrecking play, game-altering play in the AFC Championship in the divisional round, and then he did it again in the Super Bowl against the 49ers. What kind of money are we looking at when we're talking Chris Jones? Yeah, this is going to be, you know, the $20 million plus range a season. You know, he's going to be up there. He's going to look at those contracts. I, I think um, Nick Bosa got a big contract, and, also, you know, Joey Bosa as well. He's going to look at their contracts and, and, and see where they are. And you know, he'll top that, you know, Aaron Donald's contract to be a mark. But Chris Jones is going to be the highest paid defensive tackle out there, Q. And, and the thing is, that position is so valued now. Yep. He he has his rings, you know what I mean? And when a guy gets his rings, he may look for the that last big paycheck. He's going to be yep. 30 years old. Uh, we all remember Richard Seymour doing that. With the Patriots, he played so well for them for so many years, but then he could not turn down the money that the Raiders gave him free agency. How about the other Josh Allen outside linebacker with Jacksonville? So no longer the other Josh Allen. I mean, he had a great um, uh, 2023 tied second in the NFL, 17 and a half sacks. Um, I don't think, you know, teams should get their hopes up about grabbing him. I mean, he's an outstanding player. He's going to be with Jacksonville and you start to build around that core. Um, I think he's going to get paid. And then we were talking a little bit about the offensive side. You mentioned Kirk Cousins with Minnesota. Listen, I don't believe he comes back to Minnesota. Uh, he's 36. He might be that two to three year stopgap quarterback. And then you got T Higgins uh, with Cincinnati. So we'll get to those two that I just mentioned, but how about Josh Allen with Jacksonville? Definitely going to return with the Jags. Yeah, so I think Josh Allen, after that 17-and-a-half sack season that you talked about, breakout season at the right time, you know, he's going to get that contract. But uh, I, I know they're trying to talk to Jacksonville with Trent Balky, yep. the general manager there, trying to get it done. But he, he may be a candidate against franchise because they, they're not going to lose him. So I expect him back with Jaguars. There's not a lot more key guys on that defense, but they need him. Uh, when you talk about Cincinnati and T. Higgins – you know, Jamar Chase is there, and they know they're going to have to pay him eventually, and and I, they just can't keep everybody. So I think T. Higgins is going to hit the market. He's going to be an interesting guy. Is he going to be that ascending two to a one, or is he going to be one of those guys that changes teams? And he said, okay, he was always better as a complimentary number two guy. But, you know, he's going to get his chances. Had had an up-and-down season where he had some big catches, but he also had some drops. So uh, it's going to be fun to see where he lands. Yeah. Um, also, so, you know, Higgins with Cincinnati, I mean, is he ready to be that number one ride receiver? Um, franchise tag looks like it's a strong possibility. He's 25. There's probably going to be a bidding war. You're looking at a 6'4", 220, 225-pound target, a big-time player. 
you want to kind of keep him with that offense. And uh, obviously Joe Burrow, uh, you still got to pay Jamar as well. Maybe this leaves a tight end expendable. So I think Higgins, I think he's going to get tagged. Uh, that's just me. Yeah. If, if the Brown family can somehow figure out Duke Tobin, their uh, de facto general manager, if they, if they can figure out a way to keep him, you know, that, that that's great because, they, you know, that, that Burrow contract can be like kind of an albatross around the neck of, of some of these teams. Same kind of situation the Chiefs are dealing with Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm hearing he's going to do a restructure to kind of help this team out to sign with Jerry Sneed, um, maybe try to keep Chris Jones and, and putting in another receiver in there. So it, it it's tough when that quarterback gets that big contract because you've got to work around it. And the Eagles – that's something they're going to have to look at too as well. Q, I, I was looking at their roster. Yeah. They have a ton of free agents coming up. I, I mean, they got to find a, another receiver, a third receiver, because all the receivers, not that they play that well, are going to be free agents. You know, Alameda Zacchaeus, Quez Watkins, uh, Julio Jones, all these guys are free agents. And and then they're also DeAndre Swift. It, we talked about the running back position. The Eagles have to figure out, are they going to keep him because he's – the free agent Boston Scott and Rashad Penny, you know, they're probably going to let him walk as well. He's a free agent. So a lot of questions for the Eagles as well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing too, because there's so there's like this smoke, but there's no fire yet on what really transpired with the Philadelphia Eagles during the season. You know, uh, I'm hearing a lot of infighting. I'm hearing a lot of confrontations in the locker room during games, after games. So again, once the smoke settles, We'll get a better grasp, but they've got a lot of work to do in this offseason. And then, you know, you got so you look at these reports right now that, you know, Jalen, you know, got paid and then he obviously regressed. And I think that's because of the coordinators. I think it's Nick Sirianni. But now the hot takes are he's the most overrated player in football, right? You know, Chris Sims is wavered and flip flop on Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think it's fair to criticize Jalen Hurts after he made that kind of money, right? If you play poorly, you should be criticized. But do you think that within that locker room, within uh, the Novacare complex, there's a hint or touch of buyer's remorse with giving Jalen Hurts that contract, that extension, and seeing how he regressed at the worst time last season? Interesting, Q. Yeah, that's a good question because – 23 touchdowns, 15 interceptions last year. And and he just wasn't right all season, Q. You know, Probably we hurt. know there was, there, there was something wrong with that knee. Um, playbook was a miss. And, you know, Brian Johnson, I don't know if Brian Johnson or Nick Sirianni, they're always going to point fingers at each other. But the play calling just was not creative. They were, doing, it was just like, come on, the defense knew what was going to happen before they even did it. And they weren't changing things up. So, you know, the best thing that Jalen Hurts can do is, is be more vocal, you know, to me. You know, may, maybe he should come out and give his side of this situation because, as you said, he's paid as a franchise quarterback. They're, they're not going to get rid of him or anything, but maybe he should let people know, look, they were calling plays that they shouldn't have been, and, and he should change the plays, quite frankly, in the huddle if he doesn't like it with his sight adjustments. He needs to work on that. But I think he needs to come out and say, yes, I was injured. I'm getting a clean-out procedure. Just something needs to come along. And and I think they'll give him this season to kind of say whether they made the right or wrong decision. But they did give him a lot of money, and it was very early in his career. And and, and everybody is, is mentioning, you know, 
Carson Wentz. Is this another bad yeah. situation the Eagles got themselves into? But uh, a lot going on at the Eagles. Going to be a crazy all season for them, and it all starts with you can't believe they brought Sirianni back, but now they have two veteran coordinators breathing down his neck as well. All right. Lastly, uh, Justin Fields. There's been some talk that the Bears are willing to trade. Justin Fields, I mean, think about this when the GM comes out and says, hey, we're open for business. And I just find it hard to believe that they're already looking to trade this kid. But uh, that being said, I'm looking at some of these quarterbacks. Uh, There's 12 quarterbacks included in Randy Mueller's rankings of top 150 free agents. Only two of them, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield made the top 20. 49ers back of San Darnold was at number 98. So the trade market then basically comes next. So you're looking at a team like you mentioned, Atlanta. Listen, um, maybe Denver, right? Sean Payne got to see them up close and personal week four. Uh, He played pretty much his best game of the season, 28 to 35, 335, career high, four touchdowns. Uh, You got the Raiders, right? Uh, New England, Pittsburgh. It's just, you know, last year the Jets were all in with Aaron Rodgers. It blew up in their face. In 2022, Denver was all in. They pushed in all their chips with Russell Wilson. It blew in their face. So to me, I just think it this situation is a little different. I don't know what teams would be willing to give up, but do you believe it's a foregone conclusion that the Bears trade uh, Justin Fields and draft Caleb Williams? Right now, Q, I, I'd have to say yes. They, that's the steps that they're trying to create a market for Justin Fields out there. And, and the guys that talked around the league are saying they actually want too high a value for him. You know, they're yeah. trying to find their patsy. You know, last year they 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 fleeced the uh, Carolina Panthers. You know, you got to find that quarterback needy team that really wants the guy. But right now, the, the market's just not there, Q. And, and I think uh, probably a second round pick is probably realistic for him. Uh, I've heard they've asked for like a first round pick and some some additional. I just don't think they're going to get that. Um, in the end, they'll probably slet, settle around draft season and, you know, make it kind of trade and, and see what the best situation they can get. But I do believe they are going to take a quarterback at the top. Uh, everybody's still saying, you know, it may be Caleb Williams. It may be Drake May. Uh, we'll see how it shakes out. The combine starts uh, February 26th. Through March 4th, they will both be there. Um, but I fully expect that the, the Bears will go with the new quarterback to, you know, try to improve their situation. Now, Iberflus had had that mini run at the end of the season to save his job. But uh, it, it, it's just kind of a messy situation there. Now, the Bears, we know, pick. They have the first pick, and they also mm-hmm. have the ninth pick. So there's yeah. going to be some new blood coming on that team. All right, should be interesting how it plays out. Of course, Lloyd's going to join us every week as he typically does in the offseason. we got a lot of stuff to dive into. We'll start breaking down the NFCs. We'll start looking at the draft. We'll keep a watch on these notable free agents, who walks, who doesn't, who gets signed, who gets tagged. So don't forget, give Lloyd a file on X at Lloyd Vance, NFL writer, historian, insider, uh, host of uh, Lloyd Vance's Insider Football, Broad Street South, 1029 The Game. Catch him every week. And, of course, PFWA award winner, former ESPN NFL contributor, Black College Football Hall of Fame selection committee, and kind enough to always join us on Q as well as BYP and a very good friend of the show. Appreciate a couple moments, pal. All right, Q. Thanks for having me on.